Now we say hello to the general manager of the Calgary Flames, Craig Conroy. When the Flames play on this Tuesday night against Ottawa, they uh, will play game 41. So after the final buzzer, midway through the season, we'll get into that with the GM. I guess I guess before we dive in on the on-ice product, I'm just year year one, halfway through year one is, as an NHL GM, like, You've gone through seasons as an AGM before, but what's uh, what's it been been like as a general manager? Has it how different has it been being in the biggest chair? Well, definitely, uh, there's a lot more to it. I mean, there definitely is, but uh, you know, in the end, it's been fun. It's uh, you know a work in progress. I'm trying to get better, just like trying to make the team better every day. You know, I think at times you'd like things to maybe happen a little quicker or whatever, but it goes at its own pace, you know, and that's what I'm kind of learning right now, that if you can't fast forward anything, you can't make anything happen out of nothing, and you have to be patient. And patience, you know, I probably wouldn't say I'm always the most patient person just as me, but kind of sitting in this chair, it has to, you have to be a little bit more patient than you think. How would you, how would you look at the on-ice product for the team? Um, if you were to sum everything up, into a, a bow how have the the first 40 41 games in your eyes gone yeah i mean i think i break it down into segments i didn't obviously awful the first 10 12 15 games i didn't like it at all you know i thought we were, looked out of sync i didn't like the way we were playing i didn't like there were so many things not to like about it but you know the players would feel the same way they you know we're losing all those games we haven't you know but i like how the teams rallied you know, every night I think they give an effort. The, I mean, disappointed in the Chicago one, obviously, watching. I wasn't on the trip. I was watching at home, and it was, uh, you know, those are the ones you want to have because it's frustrating. You know what, what it means in the standings, but just in general, you want to kind of keep moving forward, and you want to beat teams that are below you, but you also want to beat good teams, and you want to keep yourselves competitive, and especially with the young guys we have in the lineup. We don't want them to get into a, you know, a situation where losing becomes an everyday thing. That That's not good for any any young player. So, you know, I thought love, love kind of in the middle, how things have changed. I think the D zone at times, we still need to, tighten it up uh, special teams the penalty kill has been good uh, power play is a work in progress it isn't quite where savvy wants it i mean i think we're, we've been changing things we've been mixing things up it's looked a little better it's been scoring some goals but again we want to you know we need to we need to it needs to be better i mean I, I don't think anybody listen would say wow that's a you know when you watch some of the power plays around the league we, we we have some work to do it's not the lack of effort from the guys though that's one thing i could say is the guys, the the players have all bought in and are working, and we're we're on the right path. We just have to continue to keep going. I mean, there's going to be wins and losses. We we know where where we are as a team right now, and you know we just want to have. I want to just see us play the right way night in and out. You might lose, that happens, but right, you got to put in the effort. Is that and and Wes and I have talked about this. We even we're, we're talking last week because Wes wrote that piece, which I know he spoke to you about about Ryan Huska, and and that was one of the things that the both of us kind of uh, pinpointed was you always know what you're going to get for the most part, work ethic wise. How how important a baseline is that to set or kind of like a, a standard to set for the group going forward regardless of what next year's roster looks like or the year after like to have that as as a standard how important is that well i think working on this side with coaches and and playing for coaches that there's 
there's some things that are just this is the way it is if you want to play on the team and you want to be part of whatever team it was that i ever played on i think the best coaches said that these are non-negotiable for us and if you want to play you have to do xyz and i think you have to, and and once you you have that standard you can't let guys fall under it you know and and for sure you're not going to win every game you're not going to you know that that's but if you have those standards and you you do the right thing and work you know i i things that make me crazy is when we come out slow on a, a, a slow start why are we not prepared like again we put it on the coaches but i put it back on the players we're the ones sitting in that room you're getting focused for that game like if i know i have the first shift especially the first two or three minutes i want to get it in deep i want to get on them i want to turn pucks over and make sure we got all our guys back you know especially just to start the period you know bob hartley was a big on that too and i I agree the beginning of the period end of the period you know you just want to play build up that intensity after we score sometimes i feel we have a low i'd like to not see a low i want to see us go right back on the attack you know so there's little things i mean there's still improvements in our games that i sit and watch night in and night out saying "Mm, we do it right sometimes but not all the time we want to we want to become more consistent craig something that I think Pat and I have heard a lot in our conversations with the players lately and understanding that your team's coming off a frustrating weekend. But something we've heard quite often is I I think we've found our identity. I think we've figured out our maybe recipe to success here. From your vantage point, what does the identity of this group at its best need to be? You know, I think we got to play as five-man units. We got to be up-tempo. We need to be... You know, it's one where you, you get in those scrums. We need all five guys in the scrum. We don't have a nuclear deterrent like Luch anymore, so we got to stick together as a team. We have to compete. We have – it's not one person. We're not, we're not looking and saying, okay, there's one guy here. This is going to be a team effort. It might be Zari one night. It might be Kadri. It might be Lindholm or Hubert. Like, we're, we're, we're a by-committee team. And the sooner we learn, we're not just going to outscore teams. We have to defend well and play well in our own zone, and we have to be hard to play against. And that's relentless on back checks, relentless on D zone coverage. We have to block shots. We might have to win those games 2-1. You know, we're, we're not a team that's going to score six, seven goals a night and just outscore our problems. We have to be a team that wins, you know, three, two games, two, one games. So, you know, I think that's coming, but I think it's the accountability through the whole group is what we need and and these young players coming in have have done a very good job too to to kind of help bring that along i, I was going to ask you about that because connor zary and martin pospisil and, and some of the other youngsters in this organization have been such a positive story line in this city what maybe what have your impressions been of the kids and, and what's put them in the position they've been in or or what's put them What's had them ready, I guess, to, to make an impact at this level? Well, I think, you know, with, with POSP and Czar, they, time in the minors. You know, you hate to say it, but time in the minors. Nobody wants to play in the minors. That's probably the the last thing any young player wants to do. They want to – it's a – with young guys now, it's everything about I want it today. So for them to go down, to put in that time, and to have success down there, and then to come up – you know, and put them in a spot, you know, I think Huss did a great job putting them in spots where they can play lots, where they, you know, is it the power play? Zari's a power play guy, you know, and have I seen games where I'm like, ooh, you know, he looks like he's getting a little tired. It's hard. I mean, because he's putting all out effort every night 
and there's a lot of games, you know. So there's there's going to be some games where he's really really good, and there's going to be some bad games. But we know we we know that's going to come, and he's only going to get more and more. I saw that with Michael Backlund as a player. You know, you don't see that very often anymore. Backs might have a you know a game where you're like, ah, eh, he wasn't on his game, but it's few and far between. And I think that's where, you know, the coaching staff and myself were like, we know they're trying. It just it's a lot, you know, so I think for us, but to see them come up, I mean, a guy like, like Pospisil, who's had lots of injuries uh, to come in, you always had high expectations for him, but he couldn't get any traction because you love his speed. He's got that grit. He brings an element that we don't have a lot of, you know, when I like it, I love when people are going after him and they're pissed off at him because then I know he's on his game early because they're mad. They're chasing him around that's Posp at his best. So, you know, and we don't have a lot of that. So for him to come up and do that and be a part of that line, and I think we've all seen it. Kadri's played, his game is really elevated. And, he, sure. and the way he works with those guys, I think is, uh, you know, that's what I talk about having a veteran guy with young guys. I think that's made a huge yeah. difference for the whole line. You know, when talking, when talking about the young players, you know, on the outside, we've said because one of the things that that people glommed onto and and seemed to really appreciate from your introductory news conference, you know, back in May, was when you said, "I want to get younger. I, I want to have a younger roster." And so far, we've seen Zari and Pospisil play. Coronado made the team out of camp. Uh, we're going to see Kuznetsov make his debut. We've seen Solovyov get into games. So on the outside, was like, yeah, the the teams followed through. Conroy has followed through on on, but. You're your own harshest critic. I'm, I'm curious as to, like, have in your eyes, has it been enough? Have you liked how you've been able to get younger? We, we think so, but what about you? Well, you know, <laughs> you always would love to find, if, if you're looking at Matty Coronado right now, he's playing great down there. Would I love to find a position to get him up here? But, again, I... Being down there is not a negative. It's yeah. he's playing in all those positions. He's playing in all those situations, and up here he's a top nine forward that needs to be on the power play. And if I can't get him into that spot, then it just doesn't make sense to put him in. But you know, you look at all these guys. I think when when you look at a guy like Klapka, all these guys, we, we've had one of the better teams in the American League, and they all deserve a chance. You know, with with Kuzi playing tonight. I think that just sends another message. Hey, we don't know. It's not just, there's just not one player down there that's going to get called up every time. I think they're, you know, I'm hoping for the Wranglers. Every single guy says, if I play well enough and if I do enough and they need, they need the type of player that I am, they're going to call me up. And right. that's, that's what the message we're trying to send to the young guys and to the organization. And you hope it pushes the veteran guys up here. I mean, we really, we, you know, we're not where we want to be in the standings, but these young guys have put us in a, a great spot because of them coming up because we weren't that good the first, you know, 12, 15 games where, you know, it was it was going to be a long season. These young guys came up and they gave us the spark. And now I'm looking for, you know, the the other guys that are out there. You have, have you gotten that feedback from them, the American League players that hey, it kind of energizes us too. Well, I don't. No, I have. They don't tell me anything. Okay. Maybe okay. you know. I guess maybe if I, I 
probably if I talk to Sutsi down there, he, he might be able to tell me. I guess I, I'm just thinking when I was a player, uh, Darcy Tucker was on my team, you know, uh, Frazier. Uh, there was all of us, Bordalo, myself. We all got called up. We didn't know who was going to get called up. We're all playing as hard as we could to get that opportunity. And that's, you know, Darcy went to Tampa. I went to St. Louis, you know. Some guys stayed in, uh, you know, Val Bray was there. He stayed in Montreal. Then, I mean, but I, that was always my philosophy that, hey, you know what? They gave us a chance. Yeah. In the end, maybe we all didn't play in Montreal, but it made us NHL players, you know, and it gave us that confidence. And we worked hard. You know, we went to the finals my first year in Fredericton, and it's because we're like, okay, who's getting called up next? I mean, it, there is a feeling that there's an opportunity, and I do think that helps an American team too. Just a few uh, quick hitters with you. Um, Got to be exciting to see Jacob Pelche and Kevin Rooney both get to go to the Wranglers and, and start their return to play. That, that's kind of what it is now. It's all about a return to play plan mm-hmm. for those two, right? It is. I mean, they had major, major surgeries, so we, we still want to be – they're medically cleared – but we want to we want to be careful with them. I mean, we want to make sure that they feel good, they're ready. Uh, you know, Manji went through it, Tanev went through it. It takes a little time, so yeah, they're just they're going to start working their way in, and, and hopefully, when they feel comfortable and, and we feel comfortable, and the medical staff, we'll get them back in games. So, like, have you been able to calm Pelche down? <laughs> yeah, he's he would probably want to play again. You know, we want to do what's best for him for the next ten to fifteen years. He he would just rather play tomorrow, probably. How how awesome! I know that uh, he's going through his own return to play protocol right now, but just to see Oliver on the ice the last uh, three or four days and to see him around a team again and to to be skating and practicing, just that in and of itself must feel like a a big success, hey? Yeah, it is. You know, to see him, he was the the first practice. He was the first guy here in front sitting in front at all the meetings i mean so you know the coaches told me i'm like oh that's great you know to have him be excited and and looking forward to this opportunity to be with the guys and hey we didn't know where this was ever going to be you know we were taking our time we're trying to make sure we're doing the right thing for oliver and and he's uh, right now he's excited so you know i don't want to be too optimistic but we're going to move at his pace and our pace and what's best for him but we would love to see him Love to see him get back playing games. We're chatting with Craig Conroy, Calgary Flames general manager with us here on Flames Talk. He's uh, joining us in the Hot Stove Lounge. Let's let's get into Michael Backlund, who, you know, when uh, we were just talking earlier this hour, 15 years ago when he played his first NHL game here at the Dome, uh, one of his teammates, one of the guys ahead of him on the center ice depth chart was Craig Conroy. 949 games later, here he is tying uh, Geo for second all-time on the franchise list. That's... Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool mark, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing, really, when you think about it. It's, uh, you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, when you have these kind of, especially in the way the league is now, with all the movement, players in and out, to have one guy play that many games uh, with one organization, and for me to kind of be there at the start of it, and now watch him here we are all these years later. It's it's pretty it's pretty special. I mean, to see how he's kind of. He went from kind of a boy to a man, you know, in over that time and how he's kind of changed, but how much he's still like himself, you know. You know, when I look back, he's still got that 
youthful exuberance every day. He's here. He's in the gym. He does almost the same things as he did way back then as he does now. He just, you know, he's just a little older. So when you first, like that first game or the first training camp he came to or whatever it may be, what were your – or Craig Conroy's, because you're 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 a veteran. You've been to Cup Finals by by this time. What what's your impression of this young kid from Sweden? You know, it, you can see the skill right away. Skill skating when he went on the ice, very raw though. You know, in your mind you're thinking, oh, this guy, you know, kind of, he's going to be a very good player. He's just going to need a little time. That was it. You know, he at that point, you look at his body now, how strong he is and how big he is. You know, he was a skinny, small kid then, you know, and he came in and very polite, very nice, quiet, uh, didn't say much, maybe did a little bit too much on social media and the guys went after him. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to put everything you do on social media because, <laughs> the guy, you know, the guys would joke around with the morning and give it to him. I could tell he was rattled. I'm like, it's because you put everything out there. <laughs> Quit doing that. They're following you. <laughs> well, I remember, I, I will never forget one of the first poker tournaments he showed up for, and he was wearing like a novelty cowboy hat and had a little string on it. And I don't think he was doing it ironically, and they were all over him. And it, I think he was like, oh, no, this is not the right cowboy hat to wear. The pajama pictures at Christmas. I mean, the guys don't miss a trick. Like, so <laughs> if you do something, you think you might get it through. You don't. <laughs> this is wise advice from a guy who probably didn't have to worry about social media in his rookie season. Yeah, there weren't phones, there weren't camera phones, there wasn't videos. It was, uh, you know, maybe an easier time way back then. <laughs> you just kind of went. If you wanted to watch anything, you had to watch it on uh, on TV or you'd hear it on the radio, read it in the paper. You actually got... That's what I told the guys. I mean, nowadays you don't see it, but we'd wake up in the morning on the road, you open your door, and there's a paper there. It just doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, a little you know? different these days. Yeah, it is. I uh, I was looking at the stats yesterday, and so 949 tonight for Michael Backlund, all obviously on behalf of the Flames. And, you know, that one of the stats I was looking at, there's only 13 active players in the NHL who have played that many games with just one, while only ever wearing one logo. And it's like Pittsburgh. Ovechkin, <laughs> yeah. Crosby, yeah. Malkin, Brad yeah. Marchand's on that list. Andre Kopitar. So Michael Backlund's not the guy who's always been on the top line, right? He, right. He's become a, a shutdown kind of two-way center. Those guys tend to bounce around a little bit. And, and so what's given Michael Backlund, would you say, the staying power in this organization that he's had? You know, I think the one thing is his consistency. He's always played the same way. Maybe not a 100-point player, but every night he comes and gives you everything he can. He works. Whether he gets points, he doesn't get points. He does all those small things that can help your team win, and I think it's hard to find. You know, it really is. I mean, you look around, you look at a guy that can play center, that can kill penalties, that can play in the power play, and, and just his skating, I think, if you watch him, you know, even if you watch the game tonight, it's still as strong as it was when he was 20 years old. You know, that's the thing. You know, even it's probably better. He's stronger on pucks now. He's stronger in battles. He's got a better stick, and he's just smarter. But, uh, you know, when you have all those things, when you think about moving people and making, it's hard to find that. Like, those are the things you're looking for in a center, and to actually go out and find one, it's not that easy. I mean, it, it's you have to draft them, develop them, and, and kind of work work with them to get them to the level the backs is at. I uh, I'm going to be asking you to repeat yourself a little bit because you and I had this conversation 
last week, but I, I think Pat put it perfectly in the first hour. He said, these milestones, they resonate with Michael. Like, they, you can tell they mean something to him. Are you able, you, you've spent more time around him than either of us have. Are you able to sort of just explain how you can tell what a night like this or, or some of these other stops along the way have meant to Michael? Well, I think he really appreciates a game, and I don't know if he even thought how long he'd be in the NHL. I think when you, you know, even myself, like, he was a first-rounder, I wasn't. I never took one day in the NHL for granted. If I played one game or lucky enough to play over a 1,000, like, I never thought this was my right. I had to earn it, and I think Bax feels like he has to earn it every day and continue to get better and, and be that person. And, and I think when he has a milestone, he's like, I've accomplished this. This will be a big one. I mean, most some guys would say, well, it's second, you know, but for backs, I know I'll make sure I get down there after the game and congratulate them. And because every, you know, 900 means a lot to backs. For me, 900 didn't mean as much. 1,000 meant a lot. Yeah. 900, not so much, but I know backs, uh, you know, he's. 200 meant a lot to backs in and being with him knowing 100 meant a lot yeah. so you know i i just know how his mind thinks and and this is important and i think that was part of when we were talking about the contract the two-year extension you know i said man you're really going to do something here that and, and you talk about those things and talk about being you know eventually be a guy that plays a thousand games with the calgary flames with one team you know and that means something to him and i could tell you know he was he he talked about that when we signed the contract how he's looking forward and who and like i told Bax, hey as well as he's playing you know if as we're moving forward he's great for these young guys as these young guys that leadership that's what you need you can't you know i know everybody is talks about rebuild and things like that but you always have to have some core veteran guys that can show everyone else how to do it the right way and be a pro and that's why you know I, I know Jerome at some point will be in sight of Bax because he takes care of himself he does the right things you know and if that's that would be another big day yeah you know but this is a big day for Bax and Gio it's a second all time you know most schemes ever played by one this is a proud franchise too we've had some amazing players yeah. here so to to have him do that tonight is special Early 1970s, when you think about it. That's how, that's how long the organization has been around, and he, he's number two after this one. It's it's special. I mean, it, it really is, though. I mean, I think it is. I mean, I think when you – I remember when I was playing in uh, St. Louis and Steve Eiserman had a few things, and I happened to be at games where he was getting honored for things he's done, and then you go to different – Patrick Waugh, different – every arena you go to, you think – those are special players that have played there a long time and earned a lot, whether it's, you know, Pittsburgh. I bet you when you go there, it seems like every night Crosby or Malkin or somebody does something there. Right. But for us to have someone like Bax here and have these special nights, I think I think it's important and it's good for, a, good for an organization. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, Craig. Thanks for having me, guys.